Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is Elder Jesus God coming to you from Warren, Ohio, and I'm talking to you on top of the Watchman on the Wall. Watchman on the Wall, end time, global link ministry, giving the glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the great God out of Zion, the Alpha and Omega of the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Thank you so much for being with me this evening. Amen. Continue on to run this race with patience, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finish of our faith. We thank you for your attentive, uh, attentive listening to the program. We will be talking about nobody else, nobody else, nobody else, but the great God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is God Almighty in the flesh. Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh, seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, received up into glory 2,000 years ago. He left the Mount of Olives, told the disciples, go back down in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, and he shall endue you with power from on high, and you shall be a witness for me, for me, not for nobody else, but for me the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the great I am, the one that died, the one that died on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago, got up from the grave on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And he said, I'm coming back to get a church. I'm coming back to get a church. Amen. It's been repeated over and over for the last 2,000 years. Jesus Christ is coming back. Men have been born and men have died. Men have been going on about their busy thoroughfare, doing what they want to do. But one day, one day, very soon, they're going to have, have to answer to the God of Zion. They're going to answer to the one that died on Calvary's cross for their sins, that through Jesus Christ only, Jesus Christ only, can a man be born again. You hear what I said? I said, not only through Jesus Christ, a man can be born again. A woman can be born again. Not born of flesh and blood, but born of the Spirit of God, the one that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, God himself. God raised himself. He laid down his life, and he had power enough to pick it up again, and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Amen. I'll be on today. I was looking for my friend Timothy Jackson to come on. Amen. Uh, he may have to work. If he has to work, then we will let him go ahead and take care of his business. But we will go ahead and, amen, we're both standing in here together for you to hear the word of God because the word of God is not being preached across the land like God wanted it to be. Amen. Men are not holding up the bloodstained banner. Men are not exemplifying and lifting up the name of Jesus. Men are not talking about the birth, death, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because if Jesus Christ, yeah, look at here, look at here, look at here. Jesus Christ wouldn't have died and came back from the grave on his own power. The whole creation would have to go to hell. Lord, have mercy. Do you know what I'm saying? 
I'm saying the word of God. Except a man be born again. Except a man be born again. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. No man can work his way. No man can pay his way. No man can do nothing, nothing to attain salvation. Only one way you can attain salvation, and that's through faith in the burial, death, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only way. Denominations. Denominations and all the occults and all the, 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 the worshipers of Lucifer, the one that worshiped the devil, the one that's trying to take the place of God, which is Lucifer. He's trying to take the place of God. He's been trying it for the last 6,000 years. People don't get it. People don't get it that Lucifer was the archangel of all archangels. He was the number one cherubim. In the portals of glory, he was the highest angel that God ever created. And by his pride, by his, 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 his love for position, his love for to take God's place, he tried, he tried, he tried to overthrow God in heaven. In heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? Lucifer tried to overthrow God in heaven. He don't realize, he realized it, I guess, amen, but he don't realize, and I guess he do realize it, that God created him. God created him. He spoke. Listen to what I'm saying. God spoke him into existence. He spoke to nothing, and he came forth as the great Lucifer, Lucifer the great cherubim, spreading with a position like never before. In other words, he had position of the choir of heaven. He had the position to protect God's throne. He had the position to give, get orders from God Almighty to do what he was supposed to do. And God was over him, and he will be over him. He will not, Satan will never overthrow God. Never, never overthrow, overthrow God. Why? Because God is Alpha and Omega. God don't have no beginning, neither God has uh, ended. He is self. Listen to me when I'm saying self-existent. And he is, absolutely. He is a God of love. Love. Love existed before hate. Woo! Love would always exist. There's an end to hate. Hate will be cast into the lake of fire. Amen, because the devil, woo, hell was prepared for the devil and his angels and everything that's not like God, everything that's the opposite of God, everything that turns against God will be cast into hell. Listen to what I'm saying. Hell, H-E-L-L, with a lot of L's on the end, because hell is a place where all the wicked, they're wicked, they're ungodly, they're abominable, the wretched, the blind, the lost, including Lucifer and all his cohorts of angels. And since mankind, this man learned what man is doing. Man done turned to Satan. Man is worshiping the devil today. Man is worshiping the devil more than they worship God. 
God has less worship than man. Amen. Man is worshiping Lucifer. Lucifer is the God of this age. Let me get that for you. Let me show you what you're dealing with. Amen. You're dealing with Corinthians. Amen. You're dealing with Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Amen. Let's see what the Bible says about this Lucifer, about this God of this age. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Bless the word. We come to you in power. We come to you in might. We come to you to let you know that we love you. We come to you because we know that there is no other name given in the heaven whereby men can be saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you right now, bless the message. Bless the one that's coming on. Bless the one that's already here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now listen to what it says in the book of Second Corinthians, in the third, fourth verse, fourth verse, Apostle Paul here tells him his sincerity and faithfulness. He said, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but manifestations of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. The gospel is hidden to those that are lost, those that are without Christ, those that don't know nothing about the blood that Jesus Christ shed on Calvary's cross, don't know nothing about the resurrection, don't know nothing about the life of Christ, don't know who Christ is, guess what? It's hidden from them. And it's hidden from them because when man was born, man was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. He was a born, he was born apart from God. Why? Why was man a born in sinner? Why was man lost, born lost? Why is a baby born in sin and shaped in iniquity? They're born lost. And when a baby is born, it's born lost as far as as being born in sin and shaped in iniquity, but he was also born in innocence. See, a baby don't know wrong from right. So although it was born lost, it's still born in innocence. So he has to come to acknowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by the grace of a great God. And since it's born in innocence, the sin of unbelief and the sin of being born in sin is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ until that baby, until that baby gets the age of accountability. A lot of people fuss about the accountability of a person. Most people say it's 13 years old. Some say it's 20 years old. But we know God knows. God knows the age of accountability. He knows exactly. And I'll go along with the Jewish teachers that they teach that a man don't come a man until at the age of 13 because he can distinguish good from evil. He knows right from wrong. And if he don't know right, then he can be told right from wrong and be un- be able to understand it. So man born in sin, accepting iniquity, his sins 
are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ until he gets to the age of accountability. When he gets to the age of accountability and he learns the law because the law killeth. When a man knows right from wrong and knows the Ten Commandments, he is accountable for his sin, he's accountable for his action, and the law don't do nothing but condemn. The law tells you one thing, that you are an exceedingly sinful person and you need a Savior. The law is a schoolmaster. The law is a schoolmaster, and it is to lead you to Christ because the law is a letter of correction. Thou shalt not have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make an engraven image. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not offer which against thy neighbor. It goes all the way down to the Ten Commandments and let you know exactly what you are made out of. So if you don't broke the law, amen, you are what? You need a Savior. If you need a Savior, you need somebody to pay the penalty for your sin. And let me tell you, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. A lot of people say, well, after you become a Christian, do you still break the law? Yes, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible said if you offend, if you bring one law, if you just bring one of the Ten Commandments, you are what? You are guilty of all of them. So guess what? The law can't do nothing but condemn you. But one thing about the law, when Jesus Christ came, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I come to fulfill the law. And the fulfillment of the law is love. And love covers a multitude of sins. In other words, grace came in. Law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So when a person gets saved, amen, he does not sin habitually, habitually just sin, just sin on, just sin, just sin, and never repent of his sins, never sorry for what he's done. He believes what he's doing is all right. Let me tell you, the Bible said, except the man repent from his sins and from his ungodly, from his wickedness, and turn to Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the soul now, because Jesus Christ didn't come to save the body. From, he didn't come to save the body. He come to save the soul. And since your soul is inside your body, your soul needs saving. You need to accept Jesus Christ. Because the flesh is always going to be even against God. The flesh is always going to be contrary to the law of God. The flesh is never going to do right. So when Jesus Christ comes, he didn't die for the body. He died for the soul that through the blood of Jesus Christ, the person can accept Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and confess with his mouth and believe with his heart that God raised him from the dead. So what you talking about, the God of this world? Who is the God of this world? The devil, Lucifer is a God of this world. He rules, not the world now, he rules humanity. Man was born in sin. Man was born crooked. Man was born wrong. Man was born lost. Man was born corrupt. But Jesus Christ came to what? Make you right. How can you make you right? By accepting his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave what? His only begotten son to do what? Die. Die. I'm talking about a death, a physical death, that he can live a spiritual life. He died a physical death. In other words, his soul was separated from his body, 
and he was separated from his body because the world slow slew him and hung him on the cross. He dropped his head and died. He went down into hell, preached to those in prison, stayed down there three days and three nights, got up on the third day morning. He paid. Good God Almighty. He paid the penalty for sin. Jesus Christ paid the price. What's the price of sin? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life. What did Christ do? He knew no sin. He did no sin. But he became what? A sin offering for who? For us. He went to hell for us. He died for us. He dropped his head. He cried for us. He gave up everything that he had and forsake himself that through his body, through his blood, through his holiness, through his righteousness, through his love, he was able to die and get up out the grave on what? On his own power. God himself raised himself from the dead. When he got up on the third day morning, he said, I got all power. What you mean he got all power? Yes, now. He got all power. What what you mean? Because before he died, Jesus Christ didn't have all power. Oh, you said, oh, no. Yes, he did. One thing Jesus Christ did, before Christ died, Christ didn't have the power. He didn't have the power to save nobody. He didn't have the power to save nobody. But when he died, what did he do? He paid the ability for sin. And by him coming back from the grave, he conquered death. Death couldn't hold him in the grave. Death couldn't dictate to him. Death couldn't tie him up no more. Death couldn't whip him no more. Why? Because he got, now, Jesus Christ got up from the grave. He said, now I got all power to do what? Save sinners. Sinners. A sinner is a person that do not know who Jesus Christ is. And if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, you're a sinner. He just wasn't just a, a normal man. He was a man, but he was more than man. He was God in man. He was God in the flesh. He was the one that suffered and died on the cross himself. He raised himself. He did everything by himself because he was self-existent. When God created the heaven and earth, he didn't have nobody to help him. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? When he spoke the world into existence, there was nobody there to tell him how to do it, when to do it, and what to do. He did it all by himself. And God still can do stuff all by himself. He don't need me. He don't need you. He don't need nobody. What he needs, he needs for you to come to him and confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead so you can be what? Saved. S-A-B-E-D. From what? Sin. Damnation. Corruption. Saved from whoremongering. Oh, my God. Saved from lying. Saved from adultery. Saved from homosexual. Saved from drug addict. Saved from a rapist. Saved from what? Sin. Because sin can damn your soul into hell forever. I don't care if you go to church. I care if you go. And then I don't care if you go because going to church ain't going to save you. I'll tell you one thing you're going to have to do before you ever get to heaven. You're going to have to go to the cross. You're going to have to go to the cross. 
the church is nothing but a, we call the church now a building. And going to a building ain't going to save you. You've got to go to Calvary and examine the cross. And the world is not preaching the cross. The preachers are not preaching the cross. The Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness, for without no man can see the Lord. Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you cannot live holy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You cannot live holy until you accept Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way to holiness. Holy. He's holy. Holy. The angels in heaven and the cherubims and the seraphim and, and uh, all the angels are saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. So you're going to have to be holy before you can ever live with Jesus Christ, before you can ever get to heaven, before you can ever experience the power and the transformation through the blood by the Holy Spirit to be transformed and the renewing of your mind. And guess what? When you come to know Jesus Christ, there is a change. No change? No redemption. Change from what? Change from hate to love. Ooh, change, change, change. What? The inner man has to be changed. The outer man cannot be changed. The outer man cannot be redeemed. Only thing can be redeemed right now is the soul. Now, the redemption of the body will come later on. And that's redemption when Jesus Christ comes from heaven and descends from heaven with the shout, with the voices of archangels, and the trumps of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air. That's the redemption of the body. But before you can have redemption of the body, your soul must be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So if you are not saved right today, if Christ will come tonight, if Christ will come this evening, if Christ will come next month, if Christ comes next month or next day or next minute or second, and you have not been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, whether you go to church or whether you don't go to church, if you haven't been redeemed, saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, come on now. Uh, I know there's carnal Christians in the church. There are weak Christians in the church. I'm talking about those that don't know Jesus Christ. You see, because a lot of people in churches are uh, uh, some of them are Christian. They know Jesus Christ, but they're not living in the spirit. They have the spirit, but they're letting the flesh and the world and the devil control them. Why? Because the the God of this world, let's see who the God of this world is. Let's see what it is. It says, it says in the fourth verse of Second Corinthians, it says, in whom? The God, the small G. You see that? Look at that again. In whom the God. Small g of this world has blinded the mind of them which believe not. Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, shall shine unto them. The God of this world has blinded humanity, have made them stone blind. The minds of them which believe not. People who don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, God Almighty, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, all one person. It ain't no three, ain't, ain't no three, three heads. Ain't no three heads sitting on no, no, it's only one head. Jesus Christ is the head. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. God the Father in heaven, Christ the Son came to earth. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, 
died and rose again, went back to heaven, and sent his Holy Spirit, which is God in the Holy Spirit, because that's what the Holy Ghost is, is God in the Spirit, and it comes inside of you, and it lives in you, and it walks with you if you know you've been born again. It said the God of the world has blinded of the light of the glorious gospel. The most hated person in the world today are Christians and Jews. Christians and Jews are the most hated people on the planet. Why? Because Satan hates God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Satan hates God. He hates God because God threw him out. Threw him out of heaven. And God said, I got a place prepared for you, Lucifer. I got a place prepared for all those that follow you. One third of the angelic host follow Satan. Amen. Let me tell you, he cast a Millions, I don't know, billions of angels fell to earth. Billions of angels fell to earth. And when they fell to earth, chaos, havoc on the planet. That's why Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. God created, and then when God created the heavens and earth, then it says, listen what it said. Let me tell you what it said. I'm going to get the word of God on you. I'm going to tell the devil right now, and I'm telling you right now. This is what happened. In Genesis 1-1, it says this. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and it wasn't in vain. And it says, and the earth, between one and two, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Between that chapter, one and two, in between one and two, that was a fall of Satan that disformed the earth and brought darkness upon the face of the earth, and the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. That was a fall of Lucifer. God cast him down through the atmosphere unto earth. And then after Satan and all his angels, angelic supernatural angels, destroyed, made the earth void. God had to do some recreating. And he recreated the earth in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. After the seventh day, he rested. He made what? Man on the sixth day. And after he made man on the sixth day, on the seventh day, he rested. But he recreated the earth. He put Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve. Woo! God said, I'm going to make man after my likeness and after my image. And don't you know Satan couldn't do nothing but stand by and see God recreate the heavens and earth. He recreated, and by him recreating, he made man. After the likeness and after the image of God. Don't you know Satan got so mad? Ooh. You mean to tell me he dethroned me and put man in my place and put man in a higher order than myself? And angels have a higher order. But let me tell you, the Satan was dethroned from heaven, God cast him to the earth and told him, now I'm going to prepare a place for you. That's called hell, prepared for the devil and his angels 
and your ungodly and your abomination and your wickedness, I'm going to put you into a place of eternity that you will burn Lucifer and all your demons and cohorts and satires and wicked evil spirits. I'm going to cast you into the lake of fire, but I'm going to give you time enough. I'm going to give creation time enough to prove what happened in heaven. Because if God would have destroyed Satan at the time and put him in hell at the beginning of time, there would have been a big, big question mark in the universe. In the whole universe, the angels would be asking, every human being would be asking, why did God destroy Lucifer when he really, a lot of people, Lucifer didn't really do nothing. Well, God is proving it now through 6,000 years, 6,000 years, 6,000 years. Look what Lucifer have done to the planet. Look what they have done to the human being. Look what they have done to the every human being up on the planet. It has caused man to fall from the, uh, the fall into sin and be born in sin. He has called more wars and more killings and more murders. He ain't done that but disaster. God didn't, God is not doing all this killing. God is not doing all this raping. God is not doing that. Satan is doing it. And Satan says, I'm going to get evil with God. I'm going to destroy his creatures. I'm going to destroy the world. I'm going to cause wars. I'm going to kill. I'm going to murder. I'm going to rape. I'm going to blow up everything. And the devil still got that same old entity, and man is witnessing it. And I see what it means. It says Lucifer is the wicked one. And God is going to prove it to every human being that the devil and all his angels were Wicked became wicked, and they will stay wicked. They can't be redeemed. They can't be saved. They can't be brought back into a relationship with God because God said, I'm going to damn all of the fallen angels and everybody that follows Lucifer. And the world today is following the devil. The devil is the cause of all the world being like it's the shape it's in now because God's going to bring chaos He's going to bring order out of chaos. The world's in chaos now. It's in a mess. It's tore up. It's ripping apart. It's falling at the scene. People can't get along with each other. People are raping each other. Murders and killers and vast, uh, 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 vast diseases is spreading the world. Wars is spreading the world. Men don't have no concern about the mercy and the love and the goodness of God because Satan is saying it's all God's fault. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not God's fault that man is in the shape it is. It's man's fault for accepting Lucifer. It's, it's, it's Satan's fault for rejecting the almighty God and want to take the place of God almighty. Well, he's a lying wonder. He'll never take the place of God. And now we're living in the last days, the last days, the last days. We ain't got too much longer to be here. Jesus Christ is coming soon because all the Bible prophecies, are being fulfilled every day, every hour, every minute, every second. Men are getting worse and worse. Men are doing dastardly things. Men are killing one another. Women are raped, uh, 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 killing one another. Yeah, women can rape you. Women are raping. Men have no desire, no desire to fall down at the foot of the cross and ask for mercy from God Almighty. They'll fall down at the foot of Satan to get pleasure out of living. Listen to what it says. And the God, what? The God of this age, the God of this of this world, the God of the now God, the so-called 
Luciferians, the Illuminatis, all these all are techniques and secret societies is the plan that Satan is using to deceive men. Because let me tell you, God ain't got no secrets. He ain't holding nothing back from you. Only God tell you is what you need to know. The Satan is a secretive person. He's a slick person. He's a crafty person. He's a lying person because there's no truth in him. He was a liar from the beginning when he even tried to even think he to overthrow God Almighty. He is selfish. He is filled with pride. He used to be one of the most beautiful angels in heaven, but now he's a dragon. Now he's a beast. Now he's an animalistic, flesh-eating cherubim that eats your flesh up, eats your flesh up, suck your blood. He'll do anything to damn your soul. And one thing he's doing today, he's keeping people away from the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. He's keeping people away from the cross of Christ. The cross of Christ is the only power on this planet, on the other side of the planet, on the other side of eternity. The the power of the cross is the only power that's able to save man from sin. Nothing else. Your good works, your education, your money, your degree, your house, your children, they cannot save you. Nothing can save you but the blood of Jesus Christ. And man, as small as it is, and insignificant as it is, don't want to bow down to the great God of Zion because with the knee, Apostle Paul said that the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So who's the God of the world? Satan. Who's the God of this world? Satan. Who's the God of this world? Satan. How do Satan work? He works through all kinds of societies. He works through lion societies. There's over 300. There's over 6,000 different kinds of deities that man is worshiping today. He's worshiping everything but God Almighty. Satan works through the Luciferians, the Kabbalahs. He works through Balconet. He works through all kinds of witches. Halloween is demonic. Don't you know Halloween is the Sabbath of Satan? Don't you know people who worship Halloween and put out those things, they're worshiping Satan? Put up the cross. Put up the cross. Why don't you put up the cross and celebrate? Salvation is done. Why don't you sing songs at the foot of the cross? No, Satan don't want that. Satan wants you to worship him. And the world today is worshiping Satan. How? Football, basketball, homosexual. He's worshiping. When you worship Satan, you're worshiping sin. You bow down to sin. You're enjoying life. You're doing all kinds of things. Listen, these are some secret societies that the devil is working through. He's working through Freemasonry. It's demonic. Freemasonry is demonic. Freemason is satanic. We got octopus deists. We got the New Age movement. We got United Nations. We got the Club of Rome. We got the Bohemian Grove. We got the Knight Temples. We got the Skull and Bones. We got the Illuminati. We got the 
uh, Council of Foreign Relations, we got the Bilderbergs, we got the European Union, and we got the Jesuits. All these are worshipers of Lucifer. There's none of these, there's none of these secret societies is lifting up the cross. They're not lifting up the cross. They don't glorify it in the cross. They don't bow down to the cross. They don't know. They don't. They have no concern about who died on the cross. It was Jesus died on the cross. It was God Himself in the flesh that suffered and died. That was the only way man could be brought back to God. If he's not brought back to God by Jesus Christ and received salvation, he's going to bust hell wide open, open, wide open. The Bible tells me hell is going to be full. I said that. I'll say it again. The Bible tells me hell is going to be full. It's going to be full, running over, bubbling over with what? I'm going to show you exactly what the Bible says. Not what I say. I ain't got nothing to say, brothers and sisters. I ain't got nothing to say unless it's the word of God. Outside of the word of God, I ain't got a thing to say. I got one thing to say, and I know it's from the word of God. Jesus Christ is the Savior of my soul. I know that. I know that for a fact. And in the book of Isaiah, 5 and 14, listen what it says about hell. Listen very carefully what it says. This is the Bible now. This ain't me. This is the word of God. This is Watchman on the Wall. This is LG Bazaar. I'm not making this up. I'm not thinking this up. I'm not writing this up. I'm not doing no essays. I'm not doing another. I'm going to tell you what the Bible say. And if the Bible says, you better listen. You better listen. Listen what it says in the fifth chapter of what? Of Isaiah. Listen. Listen very carefully. Woe unto them that join houses to house, that lay field to field, till there be no place, that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. In my ears, saith the Lord of hosts, of a truth, many houses shall be desolate, even great and fair, without inhabitants. Yet ten acres of vineyards shall yield one bath, and the seed of the homer shall yield and their friends. Woe to them that rise up early. Listen, it says woe. Woe means destruction. Woe means ultimate judgment. Into the morning, they may follow strong drink that continue until night, all night parties, all night jamming sessions, all having a good time, till wine, wine inflame them. Listen, here's the music. Here's the, here's the hip-hop. Here's the Jazz time music. Listen, it says the harp and the vowel and the trumpet and the pipe and wine are in their feast, but they regard not the work of the Lord. Neither consider the operation of it. These kind of folks ain't worried about nothing. They're concerned about God. They out there partying. They up there having sex orgies. They up there wife swapping. They up there using uh, pornography. 
taking young girls and raping them, picking young girls and using them as export. They have no regard of the hand of the Lord. They don't care if the sun rises in the morning. They don't know who, who, who sets the sun down. They don't know nothing about the hand of God. They don't want to hear nothing about the hand of God. Listen to what it says. Therefore, my people are going into captivity. Israel, going into captivity because they have no knowledge. Don't have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished. And their mother too dried up with thirst. Man, let me tell you, the world is dried up. Souls are being gone up. Dry, dry. No concept. No concept of the love of God, no concept of mercy, no concept of forgiveness, no concept of nothing. They are dried up in a land where they do not regard the hand of the Lord. All the rock and roll, all the jazz music, all the blues music, all the instruments that they play, all all the good times of that, all the wine drinking, everything is all hemmed up in all their self to get the pleasures of living. And this is what the 14th verse says. Therefore, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Hell, H-E-L-L, has enlarged herself. And open her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he that rejoices shall descend into it. Hell has enlarged itself. It's enlarging every day. Majority of the world, oh my God, is going to hell. Majority of the world is going to hell. But, brother, you're picking some hard stuff here. All right. It's in the Bible. What did the Bible say? It says, hell will enlarge itself. Why? Because the God of this world has control of the human race, and God is only, only getting those that want him. If you don't want God, Amen. You don't have to worry about God pushing himself on you. He said, whosoever will, let him come. And here we find out that Isaiah said, hell has enlarged yourself and the plump and the proud and the self-righteous and the hypocrite and the liars and the whoremongers and the adulterers and all the liars will fill hell up. And look what it says in the 13th chapter, the 13th chapter. Of Revelation. It says in the 13th chapter of Revelation, it says, And I saw one of his heads as it was wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. Listen to what I'm saying. And all, look at here, look at here. All the world wondered after the beast. All the world. Wait, wait a minute. You mean majority? Yes. Majority of the world will wonder after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, Satan, which gave power to the beast, the Antichrist. They worshiped the beast saying, who? Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Who is able to stand against this Antichrist? Who is able to overthrow this Antichrist? Nobody but one man. One man. The man from Galilee. 
the man that walked on the water, the man that healed the sick and raised the dead, the man that died on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago, dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder and said, it is finished. He paid the penalty for sin. What kind of sin did he pay for? He paid for every low-down, dirty, crooked, rotten sin that Satan could throw at, at the cross, and the cross settled it. The cross said, I'll, Christ said, I'll die for it. I'll die for the whole mongrel. I'll die for the homosexual. I'll die for the liar. I'll die for the racial injustice. I'll die for every sin that Satan can hurl at you. And the world is saying, I don't want to worry about trying to receive salvation from Jesus Christ. I'd rather go ahead and serve Satan because Satan got too much going on. And by what Satan got going on, he's got a lot of good things going on. But after it's all over, it's death. Ah, don't you understand what I'm saying? Satan says, if I just can keep you away from the cross, I can send you to church every Sunday. I can put you on the choir stand. I can put you behind the pulpit. I can do all these things. But one thing about it, don't mention the cross. Don't mention the suffering of Jesus Christ. Uh, he climbed up Alvin Mountain with a bearing the cross of Christ on him, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. If I can keep you away from Jesus, I've got you, your soul forever. But if you start going unto Jesus Christ and receiving Christ, I'm going to try my best to prevent you. And that's why the world is in such shape is in now, because people is rejecting the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you reject the blood of Jesus Christ, a curse will follow you. The curse of sin, the curse of degradation, the curse of unforgiveness, the curse of lying and cheating and whoremongering, and the curse of every sin that Satan can hurl at you. But Jesus Christ said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I come to fulfill the law. And the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth shall have everlasting life and never perish. And here we see in Revelation, it says, and they worship the dragon which gave power to the beast. And they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he said, and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things. The devil, my God, my God, can't stand Christ. The devil cannot stand Christ. He have tried to blot out the name of Jesus Christ ever since his name was named. In Matthew one twenty one, Jesus told Mary, Thou shalt bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. Ever since Satan heard that, he said, no, I'm going to get many as I can. My God, how many, how many, how many going to hell? It's unnumbered. How many did Jesus Christ say is going to hell? Let's see. Ooh, let's see what let's see what Matthew 7, 14 says about destruction. Amen. Matthew 7, 14 says this. Amen. Right here, right here it is. Here it is. Seven fourteen. Listen listen what Matthew seven fourteen says. I will back up a little bit to seven twelve. Seventh chapter, twelfth verse. Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Now listen. Enter 
ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. You hear what I'm saying? Jesus Christ said, God is the way that leadeth into destruction, and many people, many people. Now, when Christ said many people, he don't mean a handful. He means many people will go in there because God is the way that leadeth into destruction. And guess what? Narrow, narrow, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth into life. And few, there be that find, the very few people going to find what salvation is all about. Very few people are going to be saved. Very few are going to make it in because of broad is the way that leadeth into destruction. And destruction is a wide gate. When you live a wild life, when you live without Christ, you have no direction on what it's all about to live the narrow way because the devil got a hold of you so bad that, man, you curse God and, and, and wouldn't care if you die and go to hell. People have got to a point they don't care nothing about hell. They don't care nothing about heaven. They just want to live and live and live and live and have parties and do everything that they want to do. Then they want to die. Then they want to say, oh, he went to hell. No, 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 no. No man can enter in except he gets the narrow gate because that broad way hell has enlarged itself. And you know where hell that? Hell is in the bowels of the earth. Amen. And when Isaiah mentioned this, he said, hell is going to allow enlarge itself. What do he mean? And, you know, he says herself, herself, H-E-R, a female place. Huh, what you talking about, herself? It talks about herself because most people, listen to me now, most people will go to hell over what? Three things. Three things people will go to hell over. Number one, money. Number two, sex. Number three, position. Money, sex, and position will keep you out of hell because that's one thing is hard for people to break. And the only one can break it is Jesus Christ. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, don't mean they're going to heaven. Everybody that talk about Jesus Christ and going on about how good he is and going to church and singing in the choir and taking all participating in so-called spiritual things don't mean they're going to heaven. Don't mean they have been redeemed because, Lord, Lord, many will come in that day saying, I know you, Lord. I know you, Lord. And the Lord say, wait a minute. 
depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So there's a lot of people have a form of godliness, but they don't have no power. And if you don't have the power of the Holy Ghost in your life, guess what? You are lost. If you don't know nothing about Jesus Christ, if you never repented of your sin, if you never turned from your wicked ways and your wicked thoughts and your wicked attitude, guess what? You are lost. If you if you sinning habitually and don't care what you do, what you say, where you go, and you telling people off and you going to church singing in the choir and cuss when you come out, you are not going nowhere because the Holy Ghost don't act like that. The Holy Ghost is not that. The Holy Ghost is mercy, goodness, forgiveness, kindness, hospitality. Holy Ghost is God's spirit in you through Jesus Christ. And when the spirit of God comes in you, he changes your life, and your life is forever changed. Yes, you can backslide, but let me tell you, the God said I'm married to a backslider. Let me tell you, a backslider, amen, will be at the judgment seat of Christ. Guess what? At the judgment seat of Christ, when all born-again believers meet Jesus Christ at the great the, the, the beam of seat of the judgment of the church, guess what? There's going to be rewards given out. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's going to be rewards given out to the saints of God, the weak saints, the hard-headed saints, the lazy saints, the back-talking saints. Yeah, you can get your, your soul is changed, but you're still fighting against it. Not flesh and blood, but just the prince power of the air. And the devil wants to defeat you by the purpose of trying to captivate your soul again. But the devil cannot unsave you because he didn't save you. He cannot enter into the most holy, into the heart of your soul, yes, your spirit. He cannot enter into that. That part has been saved by the grace of God through his blood, and now the devil is operating through your flesh. And that flesh is mean, cruel, dirty, low down, dirty. Woo! It's a mess. And Paul had a lot of problems with the Corinthians church because they were carnal Christians. They were saved, but they were carnal. They couldn't come. They couldn't take meat. They had to suck on a bottle all the time, always whining, always complaining. Some of the saints complaining. I, some, a lot of saints were sick in the church. Why? Because they were taking communion wrong. And a lot of people in the churches today are taking communion wrong, and they never will get well. They never will be healed because they ain't living nothing. And if you ain't living nothing for Jesus Christ, I ain't talking about me now. I'm talking about if you ain't living nothing for Jesus Christ, God cannot what do what he want to do to help you because you own your own. But yet still, you're still his child because God got some black sheep in the church that say, yes, he does. You might not believe it, but he does have some people in church that say that's acting up worse than a sinner. And let me tell you, it's a dangerous thing to fool around with God. I don't care how old you are, how white you are, it's a dangerous thing to fool around with the almighty God and use his name in vain and carry his name in living like the devil. It's a dangerous thing. You never will prosper. You always have problems. You always have headaches. Why? Because you're not doing right. And God knows you're not doing right. You know you're not doing right. And Satan knows you're not doing right. He's trying to captivate your victory when you get 
at the judgment seat of Christ to get your reward because there's a lot of people going to be at the judgment seat of Christ and they don't get no rewards. Why? Because they lived in the flesh while they were down here. They lived like they wanted to do. Oh, yes, they loved the Lord, but they didn't love with all their hearts and all their mind and all their soul and all their strength. They love the little bit of the world and you can't serve two masters. Either you hate one, love the other, love the other, hate the other, because make up your mind. And the world today is filled with weak, knee-bending, Christians that won't stand up for righteousness and won't love one another because Christ first love you with your bad self, with your selfish self, with your self-righteous self, with your little money and your little car and your little house and your little clothes. You just think you somebody. But let me tell you, God can give it and God can take it away. What the world needs to do, what the church needs to do, I'm talking about me too. I'm talking about the church as a whole. They need to repent. Repent. Come back to God. America needs to repent because she's hypocritical. She's doing what she wants to do, and the government is behind it, and the churches won't stand up. The preachers won't stand up. They're preaching car wash and all kinds of little uh, 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 motivation speeches and stuff like that. They're telling people to send them money and everything. Bunch of foolishness. If you don't preach the cross, salvation through Jesus Christ, only, only, only through Jesus Christ, not the Pope, not the preacher, not the bishop, not mm-mm. nobody but Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ in the morning, in the evening, in the night. Come on now. You know I'm telling the truth. All your church going, some folks going to church in vain. They ain't getting nothing. Don't want to hear nothing. They're ready to go to church and hear a little two-bit sermon and take up a collection and then go home. But let me tell you, what are you doing the other six days of the week? Are you telling somebody? Are you loving people? Are you trying to help somebody? Are you encouraging people? Are you walking in the way that God wants you to walk? The broad is away. Hell is going to be full. I didn't say that, Brother Bazaar. I don't want nobody to go to hell. I wouldn't want nobody to go to hell. I wouldn't want my worst and enemy to go to hell because it is a hot place. It is an eternal place. It is a place that only five things you won't take to hell with you. Only five things you won't take to hell with you. And that's what? You won't take your eyesight, your smell, your hearing, your taste, your memory. You won't take all that to hell with you. And it's going to be active all through eternity. You want to feel the flames of hell forever. Why? Why do I have to go to hell? And hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Why do I have to go there? How come I can't live the way I want to live and die and go to heaven? Why? Because number one, sin is the reason why. Sin of the soul and spirit can never enter into the presence of God. Sin can never live with God anymore. Heaven will not tolerate no sin. It won't tolerate it. There won't be no sin there. There will be none of this stuff that's going on on earth. It won't be there. And if you have not been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, if your soul has not been sanctified, set apart from sin, death, hell, and the grave, God literally, listen, God literally 
cannot come down here again and plead with you to get saved. If you die and go to hell, it would be because you rejected. You denied. You procrastinated. You tried to work your way. You tried to pay your way. You tried to be good. You tried to do all the works to please God and works. If you haven't received salvation, your works don't mean a hill of peace to God Almighty. Because the only works that will stand before the judgment seat of Christ is those that are in Christ. If you have accepted Jesus Christ, then you will be in heaven, not by your own works, but by the works that Jesus Christ did on Calvary's cross. And he died that you could live in him and him in you. He died and paid full for your sins. Everything that you've done, the blood of Jesus Christ will wipe it off the face of the earth. When you receive Christ in your life, Jesus Christ takes every sin out of you and make you a new creature. And as far as your soul and spirit, it cannot sin no more. You cannot sin after you receive Jesus Christ in your life. The only sin that you will be dealing with is the sins of the flesh, the sins of pride, the sin of desiring things that you don't need. But your soul is separated by what? The blood of Jesus Christ. Follow peace with all men and holiness, for without that you will never see the Lord. No sinner will ever see God Almighty. Lord, if you're in your sin and you die in your sin, you will never see God Almighty. And I know the Bible says Every eye shall see Jesus Christ. Yeah, every human being on the planet is going to see Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you will see Jesus Christ. And when you see him, you will go into the rocks and hills and mountains and hide from the one that sitteth on the throne. You ain't going to get a glimpse at him. You ain't going to be able to look at him straight eyed with a, with, a, with, with a divine eye. When Christ comes, the Bible says they're going to run into the rocks and holes and mountains Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me get it. No no sinful man will ever, amen, come in the presence of God. This is what it says here. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. It says this. In the sixth chapter of Revelation, in the sixth chapter of Revelation, starting at the thirteenth, at the twelfth verse, at the twelfth verse, this is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Listen, listen what happens to those that don't know Him. Listen what happens to those that don't know Him. Sixth chapter, twelfth verse. I beheld when He had opened the sixth seal, and lo, and lo. And lo, I 
Hello. Hello, it says, sixth chapter of Revelation. I opened the sixth year, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloths of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven, this is the second coming of Jesus Christ, fell unto the earth, even as the fig tree gathered her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heavens departed as a scroll, when it rolled together, and every mountain and island would move out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, oh, the riches, the riches, the riches, oh, men, I mean men of the cloth, men, preachers, beacons, and all the high-class folks, the elite. I would call it the elite church, where people think they're elite. They think they're the, they think they're the wheel of the wheel. But this is what it says. It says, and the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bond man, and every free man hid themselves in the den and in the rocks of the mountains, and said into the rocks and rocks and rocks, and said, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him that set us on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of the wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? This is the second coming of Jesus Christ. So no man will be able to stand before that great and notable day, because the scripture says here, that great day of the Lord is come, who shall be able to stand? Nothing but the righteous, nothing but the righteous. Nothing but the blood-washed ones. Nothing but those that have been redeemed. So ain't nobody going to decide to sneak in. Ain't nobody going to crawl in. Ain't nobody going to roll in. Ain't nobody going to say, oh, Lord, I didn't know. They're going to run to the mountains and rocks and cry out, cry out in fear. I mean, eternal judgment of fear. Because sin cannot stand, stand before a righteous and holy God Almighty, it won't stand. No stand. No man on the planet right now can stick his chest out and stand against God. His holiness is awesome. His righteousness is forever. His love is eternal. His joy is overwhelming. His 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 his, 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 his everything that he has has to be exactly the way he wanted to be. And what he wants. He wants a holy people. He wants a righteous people. He wants a people just like him, walk like him, talk like him, look like him, love like him, joy like him, shout like him. Why? Because God is a righteous God, and anything that's made in his image, he wants it just the same way that he wants it in his own way. This is the way that God wants man to be. And that's where he's going to get it, because all those that reject what? All those that reject will be cast in to the lake of fire. 
My friend, this is Ella Bazaar, Watchman on the Wall. This is End Time Radio Internet Message. We are looking for you to understand the word of God. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ is soon to come. He's soon to come. He didn't come this year. The reason why? Because there's some more things to be fulfilled before he comes. But I believe 2023 is a big year. 2023 coming up. Ooh, this thing's going to hit this earth so fast. People are going to say, oh, what's wrong with the world today? I tell you what's wrong with it. Number one, the world has forsaken the great God of Zion. The world has forsaken the great God of Zion, a God who is above every God, a God who would love you so much that he became a man, that through this man, Jesus Christ, he was able to die and suffer for my sin. If you don't want Jesus Christ to suffer for your sin, that's you. But Jesus Christ suffered for my sins. I spoke against Christ. I, I hit Christ. I, I hurt Christ. But yet still he loved me so much he was willing enough to save me from my sins. I don't do that no more. I love the Lord. I love him with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul. I love the Lord more than I love myself. Why? Because he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to give thanks to. Why? Because without him in my life, if I would die today, I would bust hell wide open and there would nobody else could help me but God Almighty. Because no man, no woman, no money, no fame, no glory, no 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 famous words as I said can save me from hell. The only thing that can save me from hell is Jesus Christ, and that's why the devil hates Jesus Christ. That's why the devil hates you if you're a saved person. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you saved and sanctified, you ain't gonna have too many friends. You might not have none, but I tell you one thing, my best friend that I got I will ever have. It's Jesus Christ. I'm not going to forsake him. I'm not going to turn my back on him. I'll tell the world if I have to. If somebody said they're going to kill me the day of the morning, go ahead and shoot because I'm going to tell you one thing. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ in my life and working in my life for these, the time that I've been here on this planet, 78 years, next month I'll be 78 years old, and I'll tell you one thing, Jesus Christ brought me all the way. When I didn't know he was bringing me all the way, he brought me anyhow. Why? Because he loved me so much. He don't want to see nobody perish. He don't want to see nobody go to hell over what? Not because God put you in there, but because you rejected his son. Don't reject Christ. Don't reject Christ. Whatever you do in life, don't reject Christ. If you reject Christ, guess what? You're going to be lost forever. You're going to be lost forever. You're going to be tortured in the lake of fire forever. What's forever? Ever has no ending. Ever is everlasting. Ever is what? Is what God is consist of. He has no beginning. He has no end. He will He will be here when the heavens and earth shall be no more. He said, My word abides forever. What is in store? What is in store for the believer? 
What is in the store in the in the for the believer after death? After this is all over, after the seven year tribulation is all over, after the Antichrist rises up and he's already here on this planet right now. He's right now, he's waiting for what? He's waiting for the time that he will come on the scene and take control of the political government. The, the, the religious government and the economic government. The economics right now, our stock markets are going down, water is scarce, food is scarce, uh, uh, men are killing and murdering one another, folks are committing suicide, the young folks are turning on the parents, the parents turning on the children, hey, people in prisons trying to get out, some they're letting go. Why? Because there's too many in there and they can't take care of them. They tell me everybody's running out of everything, but let me tell you, I never run out of God. Never run out of God. There's no shortage in God. God got everything. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and the food is there and everyone that dwells there. I'm telling you right now, if you're not saved, you need to get Jesus Christ right now. You need to accept him right now because it's not going to get no better on this planet. It's not going to get no better on the planet. I'm telling you. I'm telling you with a crying heart. I'm telling you with a repentant heart. I'm telling you with a yearning heart. Don't let your soul be lost. Don't go to hell for nothing. And people say, well, I, I ain't got time for that right now. I got a few more things. You ain't got nothing to do but repent right now and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a lowdown. I'm a lowdown, snake, rotten sinner. I need to be saved, S-A-V-E-D. But the world said, no, the hell with all that. I'm telling you what the world has said. The world has said, the hell with all that. I don't need that. I'm doing good with myself. I got money. I got fame. I got glory. I got everything that a, 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 a person would desire. But let me tell you, if you don't have salvation, you've got to have salvation. Because when you leave this planet, they're going to plant you in the ground, and your soul is going to take a flight. And let me tell you, if you are lost, no angels, no divine righteous angels are going to pick you up and take you to heaven. It's going to be satanic. The devil going to pick your soul up and take you on to hell and wait for the judgment seat of the great white throne. And the world is saying, oh, I don't give a, I don't give a heck about that stuff. Man, I, I, I'll get that later. But later might be too late. Don't leave here. Don't leave here. Don't leave here without Christ. Whatever you do. Don't leave here without Christ. Don't leave naked. If you don't dress yourself up in the Holy Ghost and that the loving Christ comes into your life by admitting that, Lord, I am a sinner and repent of your sins, and you die on your own without Christ, you are lost. You're not lost because you're sinning. You're lost because you don't know the power of the blood of Jesus Christ to reconcile your soul back to the rightful owner. Jesus Christ owns your soul, and the devil wants your soul. He wants your S-O-U-L. He wants that bad. He'll do anything to try to get it. And don't you think because you got saved, Satan's not trying to get your soul back. He's trying to tell he's trying to tell you you ain't saved. You 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 ain't right. No. You tell the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what I've done. You know that I repented of my sins. And I thank you for it. What's on the other side of the rapture? The rapture didn't happen this year. 
I was looking forward to it. I was ready for it, still ready for it. I know it ain't going to happen this year because the feast, the past, feast, the seven feast days are over, and nothing happened. They blew their trumpets. They prepared for the build a temple. They're doing all that, but it didn't happen. But this year coming up, and one, two, 2001 and two was a setup, and the setup is going to be completed in 2023. Russia is still looking at Jerusalem. All the nations of the world is trying to get rid of the Jews, trying to get rid of the Christians. The World Council of Churches is getting the world church together. And the world church is consisted of all denominations, all occults, all religions, all deities. They are joining in together under one umbrella, and they're waiting for the Antichrist to come to take control of the world council of churches. And this is called what? What is it called? In the 17th chapter of Revelation, it's called the great whore that sit up on the scarlet beast with a golden cup in their hand. Full! Let's get it. Let's get it. Full of abomination and filthiness of the earth. Some of our churches today are filthy. They fill with everything but the Holy Ghost. They fill with everything but joy, peace, and love. They're filled with everything but love, joy. And hospitality. The 17th chapter, the woman arrayed in the purple scarlet. They said a woman arrayed in a purple scarlet color, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand. Full. It ain't full. It didn't say full of the Holy Ghost. No. It ain't full, full of joy. Full of, no, it says full of abomination. Abomination and filthiness of her fornication. In other words, sex is involved. Spiritual sexuality and physical sexuality. It is filled. Our churches are filled with the preacher going with the deacon's wife. The deacon's wife going with the preacher. The, the, the teenagers are infiltrating with partying and going here and there and having fun and doing things that don't even pertain to God. Don't want to do nothing pertaining to God. It says, and up on that forehead was a name written. Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. This World Council of Churches, which will be headed up by the Pope of Rome. The Pope of Rome now is making reservations for to get all the nominations, all the nominations, Baptist, Presbyterian, of Greek Orthodox. All the Jews, the Gentiles, uh, 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 Islam, all these churches are planning to link up with this woman that sits on this beast, this great harlot, and they're going to commit spiritual fornication, spiritual adultery, and they're going to make physical adultery. They are going to have a party, and they're going to say, we are worshiping the same God in our own way. But there ain't no such thing as own way. It's God's way or no way. Either you come by Jesus Christ or you are going to bust, as I said it before, you want to bust hell wide open. And I don't told you what the Bible said. Hell's going to be full. There's a whole lot of people going. And I tell you one thing, I'm not going. 
And the only reason I'm not going, it ain't how good I am, how sweet I am, how wonderful I am, how much money, it ain't on that. It's on the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. His Holy Spirit. When he died on Calvary's cross, my sins were nailed to the cross. And by me confessing with my mouth and believing with my heart that he really, actually, uniquely, who died for me, not for me only, but for the whole round world. And the whole round world said, the heck with it. I don't want that stuff. I don't need that. I'm good enough already. I'm going to heaven because I'm a good football player. I'm going to heaven because I'm a good basketball. I'm going to heaven because I'm just a good person. I'm going to heaven because I got a whole lot. That ain't going to get you to heaven. Jesus Christ said, I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no doctor, no lawyer, no, no, nobody can get to the Father, unless he got to come by me. Not me, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, you got to come by me before you can get to God. You can't go to the Pope. You can't go to the bishop. You can't go to uh, uh, motivation speeches. You can't go to church and just 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 go to church. You got to come to the cross. At the cross is where you're going to see the light. Double cross, blue cross, red cross, but the cross that I'm talking about is a man from Galilee, the Son of God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, Emmanuel. He's the one that suffered and died. They brutalized him. They crucified him. They beat him beyond his recognition. They called him everything but the child of God, and he had, he had it. He said, Father. Forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Now, who would you want to serve? The God of this age or the God of the ages? The God of the ages is God himself. Jesus Christ is the God of the ages. Satan is the God of this age, and this is the only age he's going to have. Because after this age is over, he's going to be done forever. God will never, 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 never. And I got some more nevers after never. And if I say never one time, that means never. He is never is going to affiliate with Lucifer, Satan, the devil, the dragon again. Because he will be cast into the lake of fire and all those that follow him. Are you following the devil? A lot of people say, I ain't following the devil. You know something? What does it take for you to follow the devil? I'm going to tell you. Listen to me. Unbelief. If you die in unbelief, you are a candidate for hell. You are a child of the devil if you reject. Jesus Christ, because the devil got more sense than you. The devil believes and he trembles. He knows there's a God. He knows he can save. He knows that he's love. He knows that he's mercy. He knows that. And he's just trying to destroy this year. 
in you to believe that God is going to let you get by. He'll tell you God is merciful. He'll tell you God he's good. Yes, he's good, but don't use and don't take God for granted. God cannot pay for your sins again. If you miss this, you're going to miss eternity. You're going to be tormented, and you're going to gnash and gash your teeth for the alpha. You're going to be swimming in a lake of fire for your sins. Not because God put you there, because he don't put people there. You put yourself there. You put yourself there. You sent yourself UPS to hell, yourself. Because you thought self was good enough for God to accept you without the blood of Jesus. God cannot accept you until you, what, accept his son. His blood can save your soul. When you accept his blood, Christ can save you. You become a son of God. You become a child of God. You become a saint. You become a redeemed one. And the world is saying, I don't want redemption. I want to do what I want to do. Then when I die, I want to walk the streets of gold where you'll never do it. You'll never, you'll never, you'll never, you'll never, and more never after more never, you'll never do it. God will not tolerate sin no more after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ on this earth. After millennium reign, Sin. Listen to me what I'm saying that the Bible says. God is going to wipe every sin off of the face of the earth. He's going to renovate this earth and burn it. He's going to burn it up. And he's going to purify it. And he's going to purify the air. He's going to purify eternity. And hell will be cast off into oblivion. Forever. Never. Never. To come in the presence of God anymore. And there, God is going to use this earth and renovate it and burn it and purify it. And we're going to live on this earth forever. Forever. That's on the other side of the millennium reign. The millennium reign will be the last test that God will be able to give man to prove to man that he is exceedingly sinful and prove to the human race, prove to the demons, prove to the angels, prove to the, every human being on the first of the earth. The only way that a man can ever be what God requires him to be is through Jesus Christ. That's it. He's going to prove it because people today won't prove well, God's going to give you proof. He's already gave the whole creation proof for 6,000 years. He's going to prove himself, everything, all through the Bible. God's going to prove himself, everything. He's going to prove it to the wicked. He's going to prove it to the righteous. He's going to prove it for those that are contrary. He proved himself. He proved it to Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah. He proved it to Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Habakkuk. He proved himself. Jeremiah said, great is thy faithfulness. God is faithful in everything he do, everything he say. 
God is faithful there to the last. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness for the Lord. I'll stand for the Lord. I'll live for the Lord. I hope in the Lord. I join the Lord. I love the Lord. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Listen, what's on the other side of millennium? Nothing but peace. All wars will be done. All killing will be done. And even during the millennium reign, Even during the millennium reign, Christ, Jesus Christ, oh man, Jesus Christ will be the ultimate. Jesus Christ will be the ultimate. He will be the ultimate. Theocracy government. No more sin. No more sin. No more marriages. No more man control environment. God will be the one that controls everything during the millennium reign. He will rule with a rod of iron going to be tough during the millennium reign because there ain't going to be no food. And God's going to prove to me, and there's one sin you cannot blame on the devil. You cannot blame one sin on the devil. All the other sins, you can blame the devil. And that sin is unbelief. Unbelief comes straight from man. Man got a choice to believe or not to believe. And majority of the world do not believe that Jesus Christ, this is what they don't believe. They can believe everything else. They can believe in the millennium. They can believe in all, most of the doctrines in the Bible. They can believe in hell. But when they deny the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, and that was the only way that man was able to get back in contact with God is through Christ, God is going to prove it. And he's going to prove to man that man is totally depraved. He's sick. He's sick. He's low down. He's dirty. He's rotten. He's miserable. And man don't want to re- admit it. And since he don't want to admit it, God said, okay, if you don't want to take my atonement, if you don't want to take my redemptive power, I'll let you prove to yourself that you're inadequate to bring your own redemption power. And guess what? That's going to end up in hell because you can't save yourself. It takes Jesus to save your soul. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw. I'll draw all men into me. I'll hold on to man. Man says, I got another. I I got 6,000 ways. Oprah Winfrey said there are many ways to God. D.D. Jakes said there's many ways to God. All these here heady, high-minded, self-called preachers are saying that you can go to heaven in any kind of old way. They're lying wonder. They're lying through their teeth. They're telling Jesus you ain't the way. They're telling Jesus, no, we are. We're going to make our own way. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to set up our own churches. We're going to tell you what to do and what not to do. What Jesus said, up on this rock, I'm going to build my church in the gates of hell. 
shall not prevail against it. I got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I got control of that. The devil can't do no more than God allowed him to do. And since man gave himself over to the devil, God said, all right, Satan, do what you got to do. But I still got some people in there that's going to turn your back on you, and they're going to receive me. And Satan said, oh, I got most of them. God said, okay, you got most of them, but let me tell you, you lost. They lost because I got eternal life. I got peace. I got joy. I got everlasting love. And that's what the devil don't have. And the world saying, give me the devil, man. Give me the devil, man. Give me that beautiful woman. Give me that shapely woman. Give me that wine. Give me that drink. Give me Jack Daniel. Give me some Jim B. Give me all that stuff, man. I can work with that, man. I can have my part. Give me my car. Give me my celebrity and my movie star. Give me my reposition and look who I represent. Give me my award. Give me that, but don't give me the blood of Christ. I don't want that. And if you don't want it, guess what? You got to pay for your sin. And your, your sin, I'm going to say it this way. Your sin means that you'll be separated from God forever. And when you're separated from God, there's only one place that you can be separated, and that's go to hell. Don't go. Please, please don't go. Time is winding up. The Euphrates River is drying up. The Jews are preparing to build a temple next year. Yes, they got the five helpers. Yeah, they, they are planning to do this thing next year. War is coming. Israel is being persecuted. Israel has been downrated for the last 2,600 years, and yet still Israel exists today. And God said, before I come back to this planet, I'm going to join my people back into the land of Israel, and I'm going to plead with them in the valley of Jehoshaphat. And the battle of Armageddon is not far away. President Biden already said, Armageddon is on its way. General MacArthur, 1945, on the USS Missouri, ship in Tokyo Bay said these words. He said, listen, listen, listen to me, America. Listen to me, the next generation after me. Listen, listen what I got to say. I got this to say. I got to tell you this. If we don't find a more equitable way to find our difference on this planet, if man can't get along with each other uh, uh, and don't find a remedy, guess what? Armageddon lies at our front door. And the Bible's already said Armageddon is coming. You want to know where it's at? Let's go to the 16th chapter. The 16th chapter of Revelation. It says the 12th, 16th chapter, 12th verse. Listen at this. Listen at this now. 12th verse. This is the word of God. This is Brother Bazaar. He said, And the sixth angel poured out his vow upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up. The way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now, 
Euphrates River flows 1,800 miles from Mount Ararat all the way down into the Persian Gulf. And even today, the Euphrates River is at its lowest peak ever, ever known to human history. The water is not deep enough to float a boat anymore in some spots. So the Euphrates River now is drying up, although we are not in the tribulation. But it is drying up every day. It's losing its level. And here in the word of God, it says, and the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water there was dried up, and the ways of the king of the east. Who's the east of the Euphrates River? China. China is east of the Euphrates River. And he said, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of what? The dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. This is during the tribulation period. These false spirits, these wicked spirits will come out of the mouth of come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the prophet. And they are the spirits of what? Devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle. What, 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 what? Listen here. I'll read. Let me go back over there. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God. What is the great day of God Almighty? The great day of God Almighty will be at the second coming of Jesus Christ, which is the battle of Armageddon. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm going to read it a little further. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keepeth the garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. And he gathered them together unto a place called, in Hebrew, tongue, Armageddon. There it is. There it is. General MacArthur said that in 1945. I was four years old, and now we're living in 2022. And guess what? President Biden said, look, we're going to end up at Armageddon. They made a movie about Armageddon. The Bible's right. What are you waiting for? What are you looking for? What are you thinking? The word of God is written for our inspiration, for our correction, to rebuke and to correct us with our stubborn self, to recognize we are living in the day and which Armageddon is not far away. The battle of Armageddon, which is a place that all the battles of the centuries have been fought at Megiddo. That's where Goliath was defeated by David. That's where a lot of kings were defeated at the Battle of Armageddon, and it's called Megiddo. It's a great valley, 200 square miles, and they tell me when Jesus Christ split the sky. Well, when is he going to split the sky? Let's see what he's going to do. He's going to split the sky. Let's see what happens when he split the sky. Hallelujah, praise God. He split the sky right here. 
19th chapter 11 verse. This is when the Armageddon will be brought forth. It says in the 19th chapter of Revelation, this is the tribulation period. This is the close of the tribulation period. The tribulation period lasts seven years. There's 200 years, there's 2,000 years of church age. That lasts from the first chapter of Revelation to the third chapter of Revelation. At the fourth chapter of Revelation, the rapture of the church occurred. At the rapture of the church, removed from earth, the Antichrist will come on the earth, and he will rule and reign for seven years. At the end of the seven years, we're going to open up heaven. And when the heaven opens up, we're going to get prepared for the battle of Armageddon. Now, listen, what? Listen, 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 listen to this. This is good. This is so good. I, I go. Listen, 19th chapter. John the Revelator says, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. Victory. There's two white horses in Revelation. The white horse is the first Antichrist. The second horse is Jesus Christ. And he had, listen how he sets up on him. He said, he set up on him and called, his name was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he does judge and make war. So when Christ comes back, he's going to fight against who? He's going to fight against the armies of the world, the ones that's going to try to conquer Jerusalem. His eyes was flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Nothing but the Word of God. The Word of God. The word was made fresh. And the army, what army are you talking about? What kind of army Christ is going to come back with? He's coming back with the church, the capital C, U-R-C-A, church. The church that what, what, what? purchased with his own blood. The saints, now listen, it says the army. The armies represent the church. So there ain't going to be no Baptist church, Presbyterian church, no Catholic church. Uh-uh, that stuff is done. Uh-uh, no. It's going to be called the armies which were in heaven followed him up on white horses. So the saints of God is going to be riding white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he shall smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treaded the winepress of his spirits and wrath of Almighty God. And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw the angel standing in the sun. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, All the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together into the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and flesh of captains and flesh of mighty. Ooh, there's going to be a great slaughter. you talking about slaughter, going down to the slaughterhouse. Jesus Christ led to the slaughter like a dumb lamb. He opened not his mouth. We slaughtered him. Creation slaughtered him. Man slaughtered him. Women slaughtered him. Teenagers slaughtered him. We slaughtered him. We killed him, but yet and still Jesus Christ said, I'm coming back with vengeance. I'm coming back, and I'm going to slaughter. I'm going to have the birds and the eagles and the buzzards and the vultures to come down and suck their blood because 
My wrath has come up in my nostrils. You have tried to defile my name. You have to deny my name. You have cursed my name. You have did everything you tried to do to eliminate me. Now my wrath is coming. Business is mine, says the Lord. I will, I will repay. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Help me. This is Revelation 19 and 11. Jesus Christ was led to a slaughter. Now man is coming to a slaughter. He's going to be defeated by his own creator, Jesus Christ. That's a sad story. That's so sad I can't even bear it. Man turning against his creator. Man turning against the cross. Man turning against the shed blood. Man turned against God's love and mercy and goodness said, I don't want it. Take it out here and dump it in the side dump of a dumpster. I don't need it. I don't want it. And they're trying to curse the cross. But let me tell you, the, cur- the cross will curse you before you curse it. Because Jesus Christ, every battle he has fought, he's undefeated. He's undefeated. No man has ever defeated him. And a lot of people say, well, he killed him, no. He didn't defeat him. He said, look, you ain't getting nothing that I didn't allow you to do. I laid down my life. I laid down like a baby laying in the crib. I laid down and stuck my hands out. Y'all nailed nails in my head. Y'all nailed nails in my head. I didn't say a mumbling word because I knew. I knew that this was the only way man could be saved. He can't be saved without my blood. He's got to have a blood transfusion. He's got to have a blood transfusion that will do what? Change his life. Save his life. Sanctify his life. Give him a life like he never had before. And that is forever. Why don't you come to him? This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from where? I'm coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Sorry my brother Jackson wasn't able to get on with me. He just called me up. But I couldn't uh, get off the line. But I want to let you know, why don't you come to Jesus Christ today? 2023 is going to be hell and high waters. There ain't going to be no picnic. Stock market's going to call. Food's going to run short. There's going to be more murders and more earthquakes and more storms. There's going to be more of that. Homosexuals are rising up. More divorces, more suicide. It's coming. Because... The reason is coming because people are rejecting God. When you reject God, you can't do nothing but kill yourself. You can't do nothing but stay on drugs. You can't do nothing but try to get your sex fantasy. You can't do nothing. Why? Because the devil, the devil got you. He got you. And you won't let go. You got to want to let go. You got to turn to God. Tell him, get this crit off of me. Get this thing out of me. Sanctify my soul that I can walk right, talk right, look right, hope right. Why? Because after it's all over, the only one going to be rejoicing is those that accept Jesus Christ. Because there's no rest. There's no rest to the wicked. There's no rest to the wicked. The wicked will always be in violence. After the millennium reign and renovating of the earth, God is going to make a new heaven and new earth, and there will dwell righteousness, and there will be nothing but peace. 
And there, the streets of gold. Let me read something that's on the other side of the millennium ring. On the other side of millennium ring, there will be a new city, a new heaven, a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. And this is what it's going to look like. It will look like a city that never looked like that before. You can take all the cities of the world, all the cities of the world, and put them together. It would never comprehend the city that God said, I went to prepare a place for you. It would be a city of cities. It would be a city where their streets is made out of pure gold. I'm just going to read. It says, in the 10th chapter, of the 20th verse, the 20th chapter, the 20th chapter of, or the 21st chapter of Revelation, the 10th verse, it says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me that great city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven. So this Jerusalem is coming down out of heaven. I said the city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God in her light was like into a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high and 12 gates. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Look at this. And at the gates, 12 angels. And names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of children of Israel. On the east gates, on the east gate, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. On the west, three gates. Twelve gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations. Good God. And in them, names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he had talked with me and had a golden reed and measured the city. All right? We're going to measure the city, see how big the city was. And the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lies four square. In other words, it's a cube. It's a square. And the length of the is as large as a breath. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height are equal. 12,000 furlongs equals 1,500 miles. 1,500 miles. In other words, 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles high, and 1,500 miles long. If you could put human beings inside of this city, this city could hold 53 billion people on 
in the city. $53 billion, that is about eight times the population of Earth. Earth has 7.1 billion. Seven times eight, you got about 56. So you got about eight times the many people in this one city alone. 53 billion people could hold that many people. And he talked with me and had a golden reed measure the city and the gate thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lies four square. Length, large, breadth, and measure the city. The reed, thousand furlong, length, breadth, the height are equal. And he measured the walls thereof. 144,000 cubits according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. And the building of the wall of it, now get a hold of this, get was as Jasper, and the city was what? Listen, 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 listen. Pure gold. Not mixed gold, but pure gold. Light into clear glass. In other words, it was so shiny that it looked like glass. And the foundation of the wall of the city was garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. The second was sapphire. The third was cardonitia. The fourth was emerald. The fifth was sardox. The sixth was sardis. The seventh was crystallite. The eighth was beryl. The ninth was topaz. The tenth was crystophus. The eleventh was jacqueline. The twelfth was amulet. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gates was one pearl. And the streets of the city was pure gold as it was transparent glass. And I saw no temple for the Lord God Almighty. Woo! And the Lamb of the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it and the Lamb is the light thereof. Woo! And the nation, guys, come on now, listen, listen, listen. And the nation of them which are saved. Uh-oh. You hear that? I'll read it again. And the nation of them which are saved, S-A-D-E-D, shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. But there shall be no night. There ain't no more nightfall. Ain't no more going to bed. Ain't no more sleeping. Ain't no more sleeping pills. Ain't no more getting tired. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We live forever. Never get tired no more. Why? We have a spiritual body. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nation into it. And there shall in no wise. Enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are what? Catch a load of this. Get a good load of this. Which are written in the Lamb Book of Life. Woo! If your name is not written in the Lamb Book of Life, you will not be there. Is your name in there? 
The only way your name can be in there, you got to go on Calvary's mountain. You got to go to Golgotha's hill. You got to go to the hill of the skull, and you got to examine the cross, and you got to look at the blood stain that was draining down the body of Christ. You got to look at Jesus Christ, disfigured body, nailed through his hand, pierced side, a crown of thorns. Look at him. Look at him, look at him, look at him, look at him. He did that for you. It should have been you, but you couldn't handle that. You couldn't handle what you got now. You can't handle that. You can't handle getting up in the morning going to Sunday school. You can't handle prayer. You can't handle the word of God. You can't handle that. Jesus Christ took it for you and made a way that you could escape the wrath of the Lord God Almighty. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this because this is what Jesus Christ did on Calvary. This is what he done. Nothing else. He did that for you. And if you reject it, if you deny it, if you've gone about your way, if you still want to live for this God of this world, which is Lucifer, if you want to go that way, that's your choice. But I advise you, don't take that route. Don't take that route, my friends. Apostle Paul said, if you confess with your mouth huh, and believe with your heart that God Almighty raised Jesus Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 10 and 9 breaks it down. And he says, 10 and 9 says, if thou shalt confess, 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 confess with thy mouth. You confess everything else. You confess how bad you are. You confess how much money you have. You confess that. You admit it. He says, you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that what? Call upon him. Call on him tonight. There's no guarantee you'll be here tomorrow. There's no guarantee you'll see the sun rise. I know this kind of preaching ain't used to us, but it's the truth. I'm not going to talk no motivated speeches. I don't want you to send no money. I don't want you to pat me on the back. I want you to do something for yourself by the love of God. I want you to accept Christ. It's easy as ABC. Confession. Admit it. Lord, I'm a plain sinner. I'm a plain, unclean vessel. I'm tired of letting the devil run my life. I'm tired of putting up with his stuff. I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of sin. I'm tired of trying to jive God. I'm just tired. I'm going to repent. I'm going to have a heart change, a mind change, and I'm going to turn to you, and I'm going to flee the desire to sin against you. Do you believe that, accept that? The Lord Jesus Christ will step in your life right now, and he will do it. I know he'll do it. 
He did it for me a long time ago. A little nine-year-old boy came up, and I confessed Christ at nine years old. Yes, I've sinned since then. I've sinned since then, but let me tell you, I had a limitation. I couldn't do but so much, and God said, no, that's enough. 